one of our most popular guests is back because dermatology is a hot topic for midlife beauties. This time, we get to discuss all the modern possibilities of body procedures. And I'll say it again, the purpose here is to ensure that our listeners are up on the latest and greatest in medicine and technology and know that there are choices to be had when it comes to our health and wellness. Health, wellness, career, family, life, and the better side of 50. I'm your host, Michelle Follin, and this is Asking for a Friend. Welcome, listeners. We are back for round two with dermatologist Dr. Mona Foad of Mona Dermatology. She is the founder and CEO of her practice. She's been in practice for 20 plus years. Yeah. She's based in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm really excited to have you back on the first show that we did. We focused on facial procedures, skin products, and skincare regimen. But today we decided, because we had so much material to discuss, that we would talk about body procedures and body tightening, and even vaginal rejuvenation in a second show. If you don't mind, I have a few lingering questions from listeners that were asked after our last conversation, and I told them I would absolutely address them with you. The first question, the woman said, I have a pretty bad case of chicken neck. (laughs) She wants to know what procedures recommended for tightening neck skin. We actually get that question quite a lot because as people have been treating their face, then all of a sudden they start turning attention to their neck and their chest, which is an area that we often neglect. We use a lot of face creams. We always try to do something, but then we don't always take what we put on our face and transfer it down to your neck. So before you know it, you look down and you're like, oh, well, my neck doesn't necessarily match my face. In addition, the skin of the neck is very different than the skin of your face in that it doesn't tend to bounce back as well. It doesn't have the same elasticity and it's a little bit thinner. It also doesn't have, frankly, as many oil glands and so it doesn't tend to heal as fast. The neck skin is a little bit different. When I'm treating the neck, I'm looking at the following things. I'm going to look at, do you have brown spots? Do you have sun damage basically on your neck? Do you have brown spots? Do you have redness? Do you have that sun damage look? If you do, then maybe we're going to look at something like IPL, which is a light-based treatment that has no downtime really, and it's really good at picking up brown patches and a little bit of redness and just making your skin look a little bit more even-toned. Let's say you have that and you have the fine lines, it's a little bit creepy skin. If I want to really address the discoloration of the neck as well as the fine lines, then I might actually suggest a Fraxel, which is a laser. It does have a little bit more downtime, but it's really good at helping to treat texture. It's good at helping to treat brown spots. It's a good overall treatment as long as you have a little bit of downtime. By downtime, I mean like maybe a week. And it's not terrible downtime, it's not hiding in your house downtime. It's, oh, maybe I put a scarf on or I have more social downtime. It's not painful, I just might not want people to look at my neck. You could still go to the grocery store. Yes, you absolutely could. (laughs) 
you also would say, all right, so now I've looked at the discoloration, maybe the fine lines, but I actually am really looking at the looseness. So I have that loose skin that's starting to happen, and part of that is loss of collagen, maybe a little bit of loss of that muscle underneath as well. I'm going to start looking at different things to help build back some of that collagen. When treating the neck, really honestly in anything that we're treating, it really is a multimodal approach. I feel like one treatment isn't really enough. You want to look at a combination of treatments. I'm going to look at tightening procedures. Back to the, what did you call it, a chicken neck? Chicken neck. <laughs> so chicken neck, turkey neck, loose skin. I'm going to look at a tightening procedure, and there's lots of different tightening procedures out there, but tightening procedures basically heat the dermis to heat collagen so that we build collagen. We can do radiofrequency. Radiofrequency is great. There's normal radiofrequency, something like thermage. There's radiofrequency microneedling, where you actually deliver that heat with little microneedles into specific depths of the skin. You can do ultrasound. Ultrasound is great. You can either do high-focused ultrasound or you can do intense ultrasound beam. And those are really good at helping to stimulate collagen with no downtime. We might look at doing something to help build collagen with a filler. We could do a biostimulant. We could do radius or hyaluronic acid or Sculptra different types of fillers that are not really filling in necklines, but they're actually helping to stimulate a scaffolding so that your own body helps to lay collagen down. We can do Botox. Botox wow. can be great because just even micro-Botox, Botox, when we inject it into deeper into the muscle, affects the muscle movement. But when you do micro-Botox, you're injecting it into the superficial part of the skin, and that's actually helping to almost relax the skin a little bit. And all of those can be really useful treatments. And then let's not forget skincare, because there are different creams that are better at the neck than the face. Okay, so um, there are, because that was the yes. next question. Elastin has one that they've had for a long time. It's their Neck Correct. Skin Medica's Neck Correct. Elastin had one before, but the Neck Correct is really, really cool. Because, I mean, it does a lot of different things for the skin, including improving the elastin and the collagen, but their studies actually show that it can stop muscle movement for about six hours. So you'd think, well, why is that important? Why do I care if I actually stop muscle movement in my neck? Well, if you take your hands and you put it along your jawline and you go down to your clavicle, there's a sheet-like muscle called the platysma, and it attaches from your jawline to your clavicle. And that muscle is working the whole time. As it continues to work, you're going to end up with, as you get older, those neck bands, or what we call platysmal bands. So if you can have a cream that helps to prevent that movement, you're going to help prevent the neck bands, which oh, is actually yeah. really cool. That is cool. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like doing proactive Botox. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. I might use that when I talk to patients about neck correct. You're like doing proactive Botox without <laughs> Botox. Very cool. Long-winded answer is for the chicken neck, turkey neck, I would say let's look at your brown spots. Loose skin, we could do ultrasound or radiofrequency. Maybe we do maybe we do a filler as a biostimulant. Maybe we do a little bit of Botox. And don't forget your neck cream. And your neck cream. Yeah. Because that was one of the questions. Is there really a difference in neck versus face products? Do I need to buy both? 
that was the other question. Yes, and the other thing is, for example, a lot of times people will put Retin-A on their face or a retinol or a tretinoin, and although that's a great product on the face, you might not be able to use the same strength on your neck. I have had a lot of patients come in who've used it on their neck and then they end up with rashes and irritation. So you do have to be careful because the neck can't handle the same type of irritation that your face can handle. Interesting. Yeah, and of course don't forget sunscreen. I think that's what happens. A lot of women, they were putting sunscreen on their faces but they were forgetting about their necks. That always seems to be the first place that yeah. burns. That's great. I actually saw on Instagram that you all have some new treatments. And the first one was M-Face. And there's not a lot of practices around the country that have this. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. You may have heard of M-Sculpt. So M-Sculpt is a muscle stimulation device. It uses high-frequency electromagnetic pulses to help stimulate your muscles on your body, which we're going to get to, I think, later in the segment. BTLK is the maker of M-Sculpt. They ended up with this technology to be able to use high-frequency electrical stimulation for the face. Why is that important? When we talked last time, we talked about the aging face and how you end up losing that support structure of your skin, everything that holds it up. You lose muscle, you lose the fat pads start falling, you lose collagen. When they came up with this, and they talked to me about it over the summer, and they said, well, we have something that can stimulate the muscle. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing, because now all of a sudden we're going to be able to actually stimulate some of that support structure. So instead of things starting to droop and drag, we might be able to lift them back up. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. That is. So yeah. to be able to do something, again, that's no downtime, that's not painful, that we know that it works because M-Sculpt has been around for a long time was really, really exciting. When I learned about this technology, I wanted to jump on it. So they reached out to us actually in, back in July and said, hey, we have 75 offices across the country that we are going to open this up to. And so we were one of those 75. So we went ahead and pre-bought our device. <laughs> Sight unseen. Sight unseen. <laughs> Three months ago. That's what you do. It's going to be great. We have it on site now. We're going to actually start doing it next week. I'm really excited about it. We're going to launch it at our anniversary event. The idea behind it is we're going to stimulate muscle of the face and help to lift and tighten the skin. In addition, M-Face not just has the high frequency stimulation of the muscle, there's also radio frequency, which we just talked about with the neck, is mm -hmm. gonna help stimulate the collagen. Okay. So it's really cool because you're gonna stimulate deeper and higher levels to help with tightening. You're getting me really excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is I was talking to a patient today, and they were like, you really just bought it for yourself. And I was like, kind of. <laughs> you got to try it on yourself first. I think that's the learning process, and then you know what you can tell patients based on your experiences. Uh, that's awesome. That's very exciting. Then there was another procedure that you all have invested in. Is it Glacial RX? Yes. The group of scientists who actually developed cool sculpting, which is cryolipolysis, which is basically fat freezing, out of Harvard, they're a group of dermatologists at the Wellman Center, and they developed this treatment called Glacial RX, which is amazing because it's treating inflammation. 
most of the things that we use in dermatology or in aesthetics are actually producing inflammation. So a lot of lasers, radiofrequency, ultrasound, they all produce inflammation in order to build collagen. We don't really have a lot of things that treat inflammation. So you think, well, why do we care about inflammation? Things like melasma are actually disorders of inflammation. Rosacea is a disorder of inflammation. A lot of times we can't do certain things. I wouldn't necessarily do lasers on someone with melasma because I might make their melasma worse. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really exciting to be able to have something that actually cools the skin down, literally, Mm -hmm. and also helps to treat those different issues. Can you also explain what melasma is for people that may have it and may not know exactly what it is? Of course. So melasma is also known as the mask of pregnancy, but it doesn't only happen in people who are pregnant. It does happen more in women, but it can happen in men. And it's really these brown patches that develop mostly on the face, but it can be on the neck and the chest. It is typically worsened by sun exposure. But It is really a disorder of inflammation. So anything that inflames the skin can turn it on and cause the skin to make these brown patches. Sun is a huge inflamer. So when you're in the sun, you're getting more of that heat and UV rays, which actually can trigger it. But it could also be harsh products. It doesn't have to just be sun exposure. Oh, um, okay. A lot of times it can be hormonal. And mm-hmm. so when we're treating it, we want to look and see, are you on anything hormonally that could be triggering it? But it could also be genetic. Anything that we use to treat melasma, we don't want to incite it. A lot of times I'll have patients come in and say, well, can't you just laser it off? I could laser it and I'll get rid of it for a few weeks. And now it's going to come back even worse. Right. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's you really, a problem. So you really do want to make sure that whoever you're seeing for melasma understands that that's what it is and how they're treating it. Okay, that's a great answer. All right. I think we should start talking about body procedures and body contouring and tightening. I actually had a couple questions just because I know that there are processes that use cold, like cool sculpting, and then there's processes that use heat. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you could differentiate the two and why you would choose one or the other. Sure. So both methods, whether you're freezing fat or heating fat, you're basically trying to destroy the fat cell. That's really what it is. We don't do heat-based fat destruction. We do more freeze-based fat destruction like cool sculpting, which is cryolipolysis. But I think that they both can be effective. I think that the cool sculpting might be a little bit more effective. That's what I've seen. But I think that they both work well. And there has historically been different ways to do it. You can also, frankly, destroy the fat cell if you inject it with deoxycholic acid or kybella, and that kind of ruptures the fat cell. So when you're treating fat, a lot of times you're trying to just break up that fat cell and then basically just eliminate it when you go to the bathroom. In regard to procedures, so say you want to get rid of some love handles, Mm -hmm. some belly fat. If you were doing cool sculpting, how many procedures would you typically need to get you to where you want to be? And I guess it's patient-dependent. but Right. There's lots of different applicators depending on the body area that you're treating. And I would say most people need two treatments to an area 
So for example, if you have a love handle, there might be an applicator that fits on there. And you may get improvement with one treatment. You'll see some improvement, but we usually recommend that you do two treatments. And you want to do them about 30 to 60 days apart. And is it one of those situations where you're going to see progressive improvement over time? Yes. So you're not going to see it immediately. It's not going to happen the next day. But within about 30 to 90 days, you should start seeing improvement. And you're going to see a little bit of improvement in loss of that fat. Like, for example, if you have a really high BMI, you're going to see some improvement, but you might not notice it as much Mm -hmm. as if you had a lower BMI and you're trying to get rid of more of that stubborn fat. What is the difference then between body contouring and body tightening? A lot of times with body tightening, and you could say skin tightening, muscle toning, and then fat loss. When you're talking about skin toning, you're really talking more about crepey skin, that looser skin that we get as we get older. A lot of times you'll see it above your knees or you might feel like the skin on your arms is getting a little bit more crepey or just looks like crepe paper. Something like that, you would probably consider doing radiofrequency again or ultrasound or even a biostimulant filler to help build that collagen layer. When you're trying to tone, you're really trying to build the muscle underneath there to build more definition. We love M-Sculpt Neo. Patients love it because it actually makes them feel good. I remember the first time I did it before we bought the machine, it just felt happy. And it makes sense because when you exercise, you release all these endorphins. With something like M-Sculpt, you're going to contract that muscle about 20,000 times within 30 minutes. That's amazing. I mean, I could never do that on my own. So it's like doing all these crunches that I can't do. And obviously when I do that, I'm releasing those happy endorphins. So patients typically are happy after a treatment and they look forward to doing it again. But the side benefit of it is you are helping to strengthen that muscle underneath. It's a great thing, especially for women as we get older because our abdominal muscle starts separating. And so it's really great to be able to build up your core strength in general, even in your abdomen alone. How cool. It's so cool. It's actually amazing. The studies on something like M-Sculpt is about 30% improvement in muscle. I think it's 20, 25% reduction in fat. Wow. Which is because the Neo, which I should qualify, the M-Sculpt Neo is both muscle stimulation and that radio frequency to help with a little bit of that fat reduction, which goes back to what you were saying with do we heat fat, do we freeze fat. So with the M-Sculpt, you are doing a little bit of fat heating Mm -hmm. to help destroy that fat cell. Okay. There's a place, it's really an exercise place where you go and they hook you up and it's a lot of muscle stimulation. It's the same thing where you feel like you got a better workout and a whole lot less time. So I guess this is something that's far reaching into other aspects of health. Now I will add one thing is let's say somebody comes in and they have again a little higher BMI. We might recommend you cool sculpt first to get rid of the fat Mm -hmm. and M sculpt to be able to tone underneath. You're still going to get the benefit of a muscle toning device So M-Sculpt is still going to strengthen your muscle and you'll feel better, but you might not see the definition as much if you have a layer of fat overlaying it that you can't kind of see through it. 
it's not that it's not working, it's just you might not see it as much. That makes sense then. For the listener that asked the question, she has loose tummy skin. She says her stomach's pretty flat. It's just she's got a lot of loose skin from having two children. What would you recommend for that then? Number one, I'd have her come in so I could see it. Right. But I would probably recommend Emsculpt Neo to the abs. That's one treatment a week for four weeks with maintenance maybe once a month or every other month. And I would consider, if that didn't do enough, then I would consider adding something like Softwave. What is Softwave? Softwave is the ultrasound tightening. But I would probably do some type of ultrasound tightening in addition. The Emsculpt Neo has some of that radio frequency, so she may get enough benefit from just doing the muscle toning with that. Now, let's say she was like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to treat the loose skin. Then I might just do the ultrasound tightening. Okay. How many pieces of equipment do you all have Not here? too many. <laughs> I probably, probably have like 20 machines. Really? Yes. Every year, I try to get one or two devices that I feel are mm-hmm. newer technology. I don't usually jump on the newest, latest thing. I usually do try to make sure that, okay, this has been out. I know it's going to work. The M-Face, it just was too exciting to pass up. Gosh, I don't even know. We have so many. Do you have some that are mothballed? You probably don't use them as much anymore because you've got newer technology? Usually if we have something that we don't use anymore, we get rid of it and trade it out for something newer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I where, don't have where equipment. Do, where I do all dead them. machines go? Right. The equipment <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think the M-Face thing was kind of interesting because you already had experience with their first generation right. product, right? So right, that's right. a little different. Right. This question came up about cellulite, and I know mm-hmm. 80 to 90% of women have cellulite. It's just this thing that you can exercise, and I know I could weigh 95 pounds and still have it. Is there really anything that you can do for cellulite? Because I know from what I've heard, liposuction doesn't really help with the structure. It just takes out the fat. I think the first thing is you have to understand what cellulite is. If you think of your skin, I always say think of it like a mattress, right? So you have this nice firm mattress, and let's say that deeper layer of your mattress is the fat. Now I want you to think of that button on the mattress, and there's a band that is going from the button down to the bottom of the mattress. Mm -hmm. So now pull it down. In your mind, visualize this band that's kind of pulling down and there's fat on either side of the band. So that is your cellulite. Your cellulite is like a dimple in your mattress. Right. The reason that you have to address the band in order to actually address the cellulite, it's not the fat, it's the fact that you have all of these bands pulling down on that mattress creating the dimples. There are lots of different things out there for cellulite. There's injections. There's a device that actually slices the band. There are some different devices that are supposed to help heat it up. Quo came out a couple years ago. It's QWO, and it's an injection that actually is an enzyme that dissolves the band. 
and it's good for dimples. A lot of times we treat it on the butt, a little bit on the thigh. Mm -hmm. It's not going to treat that rolling cellulite. There's some different devices out that can help with that too. Again, the problem is, does the cellulite come back? Do you reform the band? Do we know? I think at some point eventually you may reform some of those bands because genetically and hormonally, this is a kick in the pants. Who do you think gets more of these bands? Women. Women. Men don't tend to get bands as much. No. So we're the ones who end up getting the bands. <laughs> yeah. What is the purpose for the bands, right? It's Right. It's just, <laughs> I know. There are some ways to help with it. There's no fantastic, surefire way to get rid of cellulite. We the definitely can make it better. This is a long time ago. Was it endermology, mm -hmm. where it was suction and a roller? So mm -hmm. think of too many rolling pins and a big vacuum. Mm -hmm. Was that effective? I mean, temporarily. And then you'd have to just keep doing it forever. That gets expensive. <laughs> I think that it can help it look better until it starts going back, and then you need to do it again. And so that brings up my next question do any of the topical creams for cellulite really work? I'm not really sure. I think that Fermentone, which just came out, Fermentone is a Skin Medica product that just launched probably a month ago. And that, I would say, is one of the only ones I've seen that does have studies that really does work on cellulite that helps because it actually targets the cell signaling pathway with the fat cells. That's the only one so far that I tell you that could be helpful. I mean, I know there's Brazilian butt cream. I think they studied against it, actually, and found that Brazilian butt cream does not work. Just the name alone, I would probably stay away from it. They have cute packaging. <laughs> cute packaging. It just, it just doesn't sound very clinical to me, but, <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. Fermentone is actually really exciting. The thing I like about Skin Medica, not to give them a big plug, I do think they do a lot of research behind their products before they bring them to market, and they're not just fluffy products. They are all backed by science, which, as a physician, I really gravitate towards. And if you're going to be selling it in your practice, you mm -hmm. want to be able to offer people clinical, researched products. So right. I think that's great. The other thing that came up was body scars. Do you treat them the same way that you would tattoos? No, because a tattoo, it's ink that's been deposited deep into the layer of the skin. If I'm going to treat tattoo pigment with a picosecond laser that's going to shatter the pigment so that my body can reabsorb it. Scars are a little different because they're different types of scars. You can have red scars, brown scars, white scars, but you can have raised scars and indented scars. So you really have to look at the scar and then decide what you want to do. On a higher level, what would I do is I'd treat red scars with a vascular laser to get rid of redness. If I had more linear scars or almost like stretch marks, I'd probably do a fraxel to help with the improving the texture of the scar. If it's a raised scar, we can inject it with a steroid that helps to flatten it out. If it's an indented scar, I might want to do something like radiofrequency microneedling to help build collagen to fill in that dent. And then, obviously, any scar that you have, especially if it was on a sun-exposed area, sunscreen helps prevent it from getting darker. Right. And there's lots of good scar gels that are out there. My favorite is the Scar Recovery Gel 
again by Skin Medica, but again, <laughs> it has really good research, right? I think there's different things that you can do for scars in terms of would I treat them differently on the face versus on the body. I mean, you can really use the same modalities. You just might have to change your energy settings. Got it. The other thing I wanted to talk about was vaginal rejuvenation, but before we move on to that, was there anything we missed in regard to body procedures? I think that the body market is really growing. I think that we've spent some time at our face. Now people are like, ooh, my face is looking better, but what else can I do? Honestly, I think because we're living longer, we care more. In general, people want to feel better, Mm -hmm. so we're seeing that market grow too. The only other thing I would say is regarding Glacial RX, it's an amazing treatment. It is one of the few treatments that you do that you feel really relaxed. And I would encourage anybody that, I mean, it's just an amazing facial too. It just feels so good. I just wanted to say that because I didn't get to say it before, but I really love it. I really stress self-care. I don't want anyone to think you got to sell the farm to feel good. Self-care can mean a lot of things. A lot of women may just feel a little more confident or just a little happier if they can address some of these little things that nag them. I think it's important that we give people options, informed, well-educated options. And that's why I'm asking all these questions, because I think it's important that women know what's out there just to make themselves feel a little better. Oh, I agree 100%. Let's talk about vaginal rejuvenation, because we've talked about menopause on my show. We've talked about painful sex and vaginal atrophy and all those things. We've barely touched the surface on vaginal rejuvenation. I was wondering how you get a patient to actually talk about what they're feeling and addressing that. It's really interesting that you say that. There's a huge study that was done a while ago, and it asked women... Number one, do you wish that your healthcare provider would talk to you about this? And do you find that your healthcare provider talks to you about this? And it was over 50% of women said, I wish that they would talk to me about this. And it was, I think, less than 19% of women who said that they actually did. So I think that there's a huge need there. I think that in general, as unless you go to the gynecologist, I don't know that people really even talk about it, or maybe the primary care physicians, do they talk about it? Vaginal rejuvenation is something that I really think is important because as we get older, and especially as women, we don't feel comfortable talking about that part of our life. I feel like we should. I mean, I turn on Lifetime or a lot of channels, and there's a commercial every half hour on Cialis or Viagra or something else that has to do with male erectile dysfunction, and we don't talk about it as women. So the reality is it's happening. We're getting older, just like our face is aging, the vaginal canal is aging. And if anybody were to just Google pre and post menopausal vagina, you can actually look at a picture of a pre-menopausal vaginal wall and a post-menopausal vaginal wall, and it's almost horrifying when you look at it because it's so different. I'm gonna try to paint the picture for you because I'm very visual. In your premenopausal vaginal wall, you have this nice thick top layer of the skin, and it's full of glycogen-rich producing cells that produce lubrication. It also alters the pH, so it helps fight UTIs or urinary tract infections. That second layer of the skin is nice and thick and pink. As you get older, 
it just atrophies. It's all of a sudden, instead of 20 layers deep, it's one layer deep, and it just looks so sad and pitiful. <laughs> it just makes me sad looking at it. Oh. And so I think about that, and I think that now I've lost my glycogen-producing cells, so I don't have the moisture and the lubrication. Now as we get older, we increase our risk of UTIs because the pH is actually altered. Your vagina, or that vaginal canal, right above it is your urethra which is when you go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. and that muscle starts weakening. So as we get older, we also get what's called stress urinary incontinence. And so you can't hold it as well, especially if you've had a vaginal birth. Now it's even worse. So you sneeze and you pee on yourself, or you jump and you pee on yourself, or you can't make it to the bathroom fast enough. So to me, vaginal rejuvenation isn't just the vaginal canal. It's not necessarily about having better sex. It's also about having the ability to not rush to the bathroom. So we have a lot of people who come in for that reason alone, or it is that I, it's painful when I have sex. Guess what? I'm not gonna have as much sex. And the reality is that's really an important part of our relationships. So it's, and it's not talked about. No, it's so, not, not right, enough. Not enough. And that can be life-changing. It's life-changing. Again, sometimes we suffer in silence, we just are always taking care of other things, other people in our lives, and forget that we don't have to put up with status quo. This to me sounds like before I did anything, I would do this because I think it's really important that we have that confidence. I know a lot of people with urinary incontinence, and if this could help, may not solve every problem, right? But if this could help, I think this is just a great place to start. Right. As long as they don't have any other reason they have urinary incontinence, I should stress that. But I have had so many patients come in, and within one or two treatments, they're significantly better. I would say over 95% of patients feel highly satisfied with the treatment. The great thing about it is it's not painful. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, it doesn't hurt. You need about three treatments a month apart, maybe with maintenance every year, every other year. But to be able to do a non-painful treatment that can help, I think it's amazing. And we have so many also younger women, maybe who've gone through breast cancer, who were then thrown into menopause because of their treatment with breast cancer. So now you have these 40-year-old women who are in menopause and are having those same issues. And it takes away, not only now have you had breast cancer, which has its own, I feel, emotional ramifications on your mm -hmm. body, now you feel like even your ability to enjoy having sex too is compromised. And they're on hormone suppression mm -hmm. therapy too, which Forever. doesn't help libido and increases more vaginal dryness. And it's just... Mm -hmm. It's a vicious cycle for them. This has been great. It's always so informative coming here to Dr. Foad's office. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> well, we love to educate people. Well, thank you. This is great. And then I will get all the show notes together. I'll make sure I spell things correctly this time because I know I had to make a couple edits on my last show notes. I'll make sure I get everything in there. Maybe we need to come up with round three at some point if you get some great new procedures here in the office yeah. that you want to share. If your listeners have questions and you want to go over questions, we're happy to do it. 
That sounds great. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. I'm just delighted to be a part of it. Thank you. Follow Asking for a Friend on social media outlets and provide a review and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews and sharing help us grow. 